A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Goldstein. And I'm the little bookworm of this podcast. Oh, a bookworm sounds so cute. Reading anything. I don't know what sound worms make, but. I feel like it's like a little squeak. Yeah. When they're they're inching. I I have been reading a lot of books. I didn't really like the last two, so I don't want to recommend them, but I just feel like we get so many questions from people about feeling stressed and how to do you know certain things and I just feel like reading is such a nice break for me it's been really healing for me lately it's been something that that I'm able like I even I got sick over Memorial Day weekend and it's like having a book when you're sick that you're interested in that you can like speed read through and Mm -hmm. just spend the whole day on is like that's such a gift you know page turner Mm -hmm. Yeah, almost as good as a TV show. (laughs) It it is and it isn't. I mean, there it's I feel like I was in that sick where it was like, 
I know I like can't go do anything, but I'm not like that sick. Well, so, there's a... like I feel like with that with TV, it's like sometimes you just need the TV because you have to rest. But the, when you're reading, it's like you feel a little bit more like I don't know brain exercise or something. Like mm-hmm. you're so using if, that rest if you're time. like more bored. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. I've been making myself read um, more because I feel like I have been. Well, I've been very sick, but I'm not as sick anymore. But on those days where it's been hard to kind of like get a schedule again or decide mm-hmm. if I like want to do stuff, but I also am like, I got to do something and it's mm-hmm. reading. And I'm like, oh yeah, that feels, you like feel like you're doing something healthy. Or whatever. <laughs> it's like the healthy yeah. choice. I get, like you said, like I'm still not pushing myself to go do something else, but I'm like, okay, you can read a book, take advantage of this time that's in a still like restful quiet mm-hmm. way but not just like finding some show that I don't I was like about to watch another like Guy Fieri vehicle which is fi- fine but I was like you don't really want to watch an entire season of like Guy's Ranch cook off like you're not going to well, feel good after don't. I mean maybe maybe it's on my face but there's still time to watch Guy's Look, Ranch cook off hear us out Guy Ranch cook off the book okay yeah r- write it bring it bring it, bring it home Confess- well, like, confessions of a ranch cook-off <laughs> yes well like books are just like the carrot sticks of media like if you see someone reading you're like oh that's good mm-hmm. like we mm-hmm. we know it's not a screen unless you're yeah. unless you're a tablet padlet person and I, I do love a cosplay of like I'm just mm-hmm. like I'm so smart I'm just a woman in bed reading like someone's uh, gonna someone's gonna come upon me and find me you reading gotta have it so good cozy <laughs> long sleeve I'm also yes. partial these days to natural light when I'm yes. reading which I don't uh, give myself any other time of the day I mean like I do but not tv or rest you know mm-hmm. like I leave all the curtains open yeah yeah I need mm-hmm. I mean bed is instant snooze I need to be I need a daytime park light bright it just feels it's like a marking of time I just started reading from a recommendation from my friend Christine Bella Taurus all April 21st um and friend of the pod but Rick Rubin's book um Mm -hmm. my god what is it the Tao of creativity something of like living a creative life or something Rick Rubin I'm sure we've shared like a meme or two of him I know there was like one going around recently because he's like famous oh the creative act the way of being by rick rubin i'm loving it because first of all it proves sort of like his philosophy as being a music producer because he's a music producer who doesn't play an instrument he's just a vibe guy he's like yo jay-z put that little voice here like he just knows how to curate sound and curate aesthetic things and it's like reading his book is like wow this man these are three page chapters which i love like i feel like i love i feel like Mm -hmm. i love I'm like freezing. I'm like page 111 angel number. Like we're already, we're like, I'm going to kill this book in a day. And two fonts huge. I mean, and this man is saying gospel. It's like, it's a book. You like, you want to stop, take a picture. You're like, shit, I need to put that on my mood board. And it's saying stuff. That's not absurd. It's stuff we know, which hello. Don't we feel that a lot of times with astrology or tarot where it's like, Oh, I knew this thing, but I just needed someone. I don't know at all to say it, to me in a very unbiased way also he's a pisces sun virgo mm-hmm. moon it's such a pisces virgo access book and mm-hmm. just such good advice if you're a creative person just of 
yeah, like what you make shouldn't have such weight to be this perfect thing. And it's the only thing you've ever created. Like it's part of your legacy and story. So just, it's like very like, just kill, kill it. Like get it out. Your job is to finish it. It's not for it to be good. Hopefully it's good. <laughs> like hopefully it's good at the end, but you just want to make something. And also, I don't know, there's just like a lot of good stuff, but that's been my, I'm also in a book. I'm in book time. And oh, yeah. acknowledging when to put books away because I've had some bad books come in my roto and I'm like, oh, I don't have to. I'm not dumb if I don't want to finish reading this book. Mm-hmm. Like a TV show, I don't finish every yeah. show. You, you go on to the next thing. I recently went to watch my friend do a sketch comedy show. Well, it was last night. And it was my friend Blake Wilding, who you should follow if you um, like comedy stuff. Uh, he's a performer at UCB and he's really just a really funny kind of quirky weirdo Scorpio. Um, and, you know, loves and hates on this podcast have definitely been attributed because we've been roommates and we've like been friends for a long time and whatever. But um, I was so impressed at watching him create like this half hour show Um that was so telling about who he was through sketches. And then also in the end had like a really sweet message about writing this entire thing to like learn how to love his past self and all of this stuff. And it was done in a way that was really humorous and cute and also like very Blake. So I, it was that, that is another thing that I feel like I've been missing is like watching live long form stuff because mm-hmm. in stand up we get so piecemeal with everything and it's a lot of showcase shows and even in comedy like I don't get to see my friends perform half hour hour long shows very regularly so that was another really nice like creative and fun I don't know inspo Mm -hmm. the story this story we're still in storytelling season with Gemini season and how we're laying out the info now we just recently had um, Venus move into Leo too and I feel like I feel like I've been talking a lot of to people of like the one woman show or like, I don't know, having that sort of spotlight thing of just who are you? And then what you're saying is like, oh, you got to really see something with like these vignettes and these pieces coming together of a whole like, oh, that's so you, which I think is always so cool. And you can walk away from anyone's whatever they've made and be like, oh, I got them. Like that's that just it just describes their personality or their style or whatever it is. That's cool. Wait, where's the show? The, it's at UCB. I don't know if they'll mm-hmm. go again. It was like a, I don't know. UCB is back. One. I've, yeah, seen, the, but I've it was, seen the lines. They are back. It's called Kitty Baby Recharged. It's about his college iPod coming to life. And so there's like a lot of, especially if you're Dude. our age group, songs that definitely are will remind you of breakups or things you went through in college and like kind of all around that time period. You, the, the vernacular that was like popular, that those kind of things that really pop out rather than, you know, a sketch comedy that's like still valuable, like making statements or whatever. But this just felt more personal and like reflective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds awesome. That reminds me, I just heard of this and Pablo was shocked that I've never heard of. Have you guys heard of the millennial so so like the so yes <laughs> I guess it's just particularly for it's a very like so I did a thing or like that cadence mm-hmm. I just didn't know this is just my first time hearing that that was a clock of like oh we use emojis and we go so I did a we thing. also have the millennial pause 
which oh. I feel like is a, is another placeholder for the so, which is the um like I'm starting uh, a a signature of a millennial like internet video is the like pause before they begin speaking instead of the like going right into it. Well, I think the level of analytics towards our generation is astounding, considering <laughs> that we don't have health care. Like, <laughs> go the fuck, go ahead. Yes, so and pause, please. So, I don't have a fucking I, job. I could care less. <laughs> I mean, I care. Yes. Culturally, I care, but you know. So I'm afraid to take an ambulance ride because <laughs> um, maybe leave us alone. Um. Uh, yeah. the the human tongue. Oh yeah, no, it's well, it's well, the millennials. I I don't know. Like, what will the alphas be? We'll find out. Um, I you know, it's one that I think it's interesting, and you just don't think about when you're getting older and then you like realize mm-hmm. that you are out of the I feel like that's been something that has been um like crystallizing for me or that I've been noticing more where I'm like oh I'm not, I'm not gonna say I'm old because I don't mean that and I don't feel a way necessarily about getting older I enjoy it I'm happy about it I am like glad to be progressing in life in that way but I am noticing like oh I'm not in this I'm not in this generation anymore, like in the young people. And it's because of things like this. Um, But it is the like, oh, these this younger generation doesn't realize that they will one day be this other generation and that people are going to go like, oh, that's the Gen Z, blah, blah, blah. And you don't think of it because you go like, oh, I'm never going to I'm never going to be like those older people that are out of touch and whatever. And then you don't even know it's a thing that you're doing until someone else goes like, oh, that's the that's mm-hmm. the millennial pause. That's the millennial. So <laughs> whatever. And you're like, I was just talking. What are you well, like? What? And also probably just because we're the first generation to document ourselves like Gen Xers mm-hmm. have like some snapshots of their lives and movies and books and things that are Gen X-y. But then they disappeared and came of age not documented then you flash forward and like well that's the other thing i read like millennials don't age and i'm like well we're just we're aware of our yeah we're aware of our face we look Mm -hmm. at our face all the time get out of town gen xers love to put a south park sticker on their instagram (laughs) story like don't even like don't even act like there aren't things that other generations do that are unfortunate and cringe oh of course no one is safe like yeah Mm -hmm. no but I do think there's like a very real like oh yeah you guys just wait just wait these these until until you find out what your generation's thing is that you didn't ask for Gen Xers are the referential movie quoters Mm -hmm. like that all that stuff to me which it it trickles down into millennial for sure but we all have our stuff yeah yeah influenced by our our ancestors well that's here. interesting thinking <laughs> i mean we gotta we gotta talk more i mean not right now because we have other things to get to today but this is really somebody sending. requested i know that's why i was like we it's making yeah, we me should. think of what what the aspects are specifically because oh, i do think the... like of the of the pause of the so of the mm. thing because i do think it's like pluto scorpio of like oh well we're probably about to disclose something like Totally awful that so, just happened to us that we need to talk I about. Just found out. <laughs> yeah. Guess what I just found out at the depths yeah. of the ocean. Yeah, there's no it easy sucks. way to transition to this, but I am about to like 
disclose information that's going to ruin everybody's lives or at least kill the vibe for a day or two um mm-hmm. you know <laughs> something or like the okay i'm about to put myself out there in a way that's deeply embarrassing or whatever whatever it is um well i think that and we should look at the generationally things in terms of the astro but i think too even like the so or the like oh my god you won't believe this teddy bear saved a donkey and it's like i believe that now (laughs) like that's everything has happened like every like clickbait thing has happened and i think that's going to be the interesting thing to see i think we've talked a little bit about it maybe with pluto and aquarius of like the stock on influencing is plummeting because there's Mm -hmm. just too much Mm -hmm. that's how it's still part of capitalism it's still part of the supply and demand it's like yeah we can't have another family that sings like and the other two like there's just there's we hit a limit or you're gonna also you'll all be selling four dollar cameos or whatever you know whatever the market value of you is so anyways that wasn't any of the questions for today but it has been i think you're right lisa someone asked about the generations of Mm -hmm. astro we've talked a little bit here and there because we have generational planets that make it very fun to talk about that but we have listener questions to get to so so i guess we'll <laughs> let's answer talk about so these. like <laughs> so i guess you guys have questions the eight i will say i mean the the years on these things when people submit their charts i'm not uncomfortable <laughs> with but we'll just can we'll carry on hey you know People can't. People can't help when they're born. They can't. It's it's chill. I guess, I guess it's it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense to me. But yeah, where we our gmail someone, back. Someone who's gonna give birth to someone. Someone born. It says twenty twenty three. That's oh my god. Crazy. I didn't think about that. Like, yeah. Or I'm like, oh god, someone's gonna read read your chart one day and go twenty twenty three. Ugh. <laughs> Saturn and Pisces. Hey, that's when it all went downhill, <laughs> and we restarted that Saturn cycle. Trying to be, oh trying God, to be born at zero. To, well, no, they'll be the Capricorn Pluto. Yeah, they'll Last be Pluto and Cap- Capricorn. I know, but I know. we got some questions from our Patreoners. patreoncom slash What's Your Sign Podcast. Join us questions. for. For fun bonus material and also the opportunity to ask a question each month. Um, this is how we pull pull those questions is from our patrons. So if that's something that excites you, check it out. Check it out. Um, all right. Hit us with question one and all. And for those who want to want to or are watching on YouTube, we'll have the chart up in just a sec. Mm-hmm. So you can you can diagnose along. Okay. This uh, questioner has asked to remain anonymous so anonymous writes love you girlies but i've already said all the gooey stuff via podcast reviews which you read years ago so straight into the queue so i find it really hard to authentically be myself around people i feel like when i'm alone or when i'm visualizing myself i have a very strong idea of what my identity is however when i'm around people i have a i'll mirror who you are and be the yin to your yang type personality 
Don't get me wrong. I'm not a pushover. I'm stubborn. I fight for what I think is fair. I enjoy a friendly debate and I've never been one to fake things to be cordial, but I do for sure feel in a social situation, I'll just be whatever is lacking. If I'm around loud people, I'll be the quiet one. If I'm around timid people, I'll be the loud one. When I'm around my lovely soft family of compassionate, empathetic women, I always rock up with my personality in full bro, masculine, toughen up kid life's hard mode, but then leave them thinking, why did I act like that? That's not really me. I'm a lot softer than that. My question is, what would be your advice what would your advice be on how to combat my rising and moon a bit more and lean into my earthy sun? I feel like I have two stubborn twin bulls sat in this Libra scale and I can't fully figure out who I am or how to present because of how my air element reacts. Thanks for being my official therapists. Hey, um, um, just a reminder, we are not official <laughs> yeah. therapists. Literally but- not. This um, question also that. comes from someone who wrote dot, 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 so in their, <laughs> in their question. So I'm just thrilled that we all get Thank to you. answer that. Yes. And um, we didn't get the time, but they did message us that they were Libra rising. So I just put it to an early degree of Libra. So mm-hmm. if, you know, if it's a little different than your chart listening at home, well, that's tough shit. Then, uh, yeah, life's hard, kid. <laughs> Toughen up. <laughs> yeah, I know. Imagine that very like old timey. Like, see here, you just gotta toughen up. And it's like, why is she doing this? Why is she? <laughs> why she keep leaning against the wall and smoking a cigarette like James Dean? Um, but well, yeah, we have a Taurus, have... Sun, Gemini, Moon, Libra rising for yes. the big three. I have a theory about your question, and I think it's a Gemini Venus thing. And I think that because Mm. I also share that placement and I find that I do similar things. I find that I mimic people's speech patterns and often like I'm a person who will like copy your accent. Unfortunately, it's just like I don't I try not to. I know it's not cool, um, but I like adopt vernacular from people. And I think I do kind of adapt to certain I fall into certain patterns in certain groups Venus in Gemini is also my chart ruler as well as it is yours. So it could just be that that really like Gemini Venus sticking out. I think Venus is a definitely a place about like being amicable, right? So it's kind of that, I don't know if it's necessarily like fitting in in that sense. Um, but I do think that it's about making people feel comfortable in those kind of things, especially in a Libra rising sense. I also feel like, we have to work with all of the parts of our natal chart. So it can't be just like leaning into the sun to like combat the rising and moon though. Mm -hmm. I do, you know, sometimes the the one thing's more valuable than another and we want to use it more, but um, using both to your advantage. And I think because you have air, it's that like intellecting your way into the earth. So it's tough because those two things don't always naturally go together. Um, some of the things that I think are really fun for like accessing earth energy are, you know, going actually literally outside in earth and nature. Um, you can do like grounding meditations, crystals, like literally make you heavy. They literally ground you if you like have them in your pockets. Um, and then using salt is always like a, a good grounding mechanism. Um, something I do because I'm behind a bar sometimes is, um, I'll grab like the margarita salt and just like rub it in my hands until I'm like, okay, I'm feeling a little bit like I'm in my, I can feel 
the feeling in my hands. I can feel the like, you know, and then obviously go wash my hands. Um, but yeah, anything like that that makes you actually tactically feel. And I think especially if you want to incorporate the air, it's like go out into nature and like survey plants or do something intellectual in that space, like bird watch or something that feels like, you know, we're keeping track of something organizing or intellecting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think. The first thing that stands out to me about this question, I'm a Libra rising as well, and I definitely relate to this. Um, but I'm also, you have this mutable moon and this mutable Venus chart ruler, like Lisa said, and I think that those are all all like things that we could point to kind of for this thing. But I think that there's also this kind of idea of authentic self versus the self around other people. And I do think that there is something Libra rising or not that's like, I don't think you're supposed to be the same around all people. I do think you are meant to adjust a bit or at least like be aware that other people are there. And to say that that isn't going to influence how we behave, I think is like, that's what assholes do. Like, you know what I mean? To be like, I'm me no matter what at all times. I'm not going to read the room at all or adjust to <laughs> anybody there. Like, that's not being your authentic self. That's being inconsiderate, I think. And again, maybe this is my Libra rising popping out to say this, but I do think that there are people that will say, say I'm I'm my authentic self. But I think that that is also like a projection of this idea of like, not ever being influenced or changed or anything like that. And I just don't think that that's realistic in social interactions. On like the opposite of that though, I think there's a difference between noticing when you adjust to a room versus feeling like you are betraying yourself in some way and behaving in a way that isn't like the way that you actually want to. And that to me is more of the like, to me, Gemini moon impulsivity or, or wanting to just kind of do the opposite as opposed to maybe being a little bit more shy than you felt like being because you notice there's enough of an energy in your room. Because I do think that that Libra balance wants the harmony and it goes like, well, if there's a bunch of loud people in here, the way to the way to like be noticed or whatever, or to bring balance into this isn't to be also loud. It's to take it down a notch. We have enough of that already. And I think that also like, there's also like a a a pressure of like you don't have to be not every interaction counts that much or whatever does that make sense what i'm saying the like mm -hmm. if you have a day where you're off then remember that the next time and just go okay next time i'm going to come in and i'm going to know that like what my impulse to do is to be super broy and masculine when i'm around my family and know that i actually don't have to counterbalance this i can i can be the same i think that that Aries Saturn kind of opposing this Libra rising wants to differentiate and stand out and say I am me and really like self-define it's that like Mars ruled Saturn um, when it is also okay to like I don't want to say blend in but go go with what the group is doing you also aren't always responsible for being the counterbalance hmm. yeah yeah it feels it's the Libraness is like hard to ignore, but I like thinking of the like, what Julia said to, you know, you're feeling, you're seeing and observing that there's enough of this here. I just don't, if, but that's, if that's not how you, if everyone's like singing and partying, 
and you want to, but then you quiet yourself, then like, I think that's the question. Cause mm-hmm. I don't read this as like, this is a bad thing or like, I don't feel like you're writing this as like, and this is a huge problem. Cause I don't, I think like what you're doing is like, it's like, it's like almost the opposite of like co-regulating, right? It's like, it's just like, I don't know. I don't, I just don't want it to be like a checking yourself out and having Chiron and the North node in Libra in your first house does feel like there's something there about being with self and other um, and where, you know, where, I don't know. I, I guess like my only like advice in air quotes could be if you say something that you don't agree with, it's totally fine after be like, actually, I don't, I don't know why I said that. I don't, I would like to sing or I would like to go do this or actually I am feeling quiet. So I think there's like, it's safe to mm-hmm. be off, be in that Gemini impulsive off the cuff and then go back. I think the Taurus thing is like, wait, actually that was an impulse. I changed my mind. <laughs> like I would like to do something different. It's hard not also acknowledge that you have Mercury retrograde in your chart, uh, you know, conjunct the sun. Um, not like not tight, but not far either, like seven degrees away and then Taurus Mars as well. So there is you know, you have a lot of slow and you have a lot of go <laughs> in your chart. And so Mer- if you have Mercury retrograde in your chart, it doesn't mean you don't know how to communicate or be with others, but you are going to process probably a little differently than others. It's maybe, you know, they see red, you see orange. So there might just be some, some differences there. I think looking at Mercury and how we do process the information of others, but I like this. See, I'm like, I'm, I'm fascinated this fascinated by this question because I'm such the opposite I'm like if people are hyped I'm hyped if everyone's like quiet and low I'm quiet and low so now I'm just like intrigued how like does everyone fit in these two worlds of like suck like being in the or is there three worlds is it like being in the energy and going with it being seeing the energy and going against or like being what you see is what you get this like unapologetic sort of thing that you talked about Julia which I usually find to be like yeah, if you're like, I don't care how anybody feels, this is how I feel. It's like, well, that's uh, okay. That's one way to do it, I guess. But I also don't mean to say that people who feel authentic, I'm sure there is a middle ground in there too that I'm not to- addressing. Totally. Too, you know, but no, but the like, you're going to get any, the version of me that shows yeah. up, which is good. It is, there's good, but then there's also, I think there's power in reading the room and understanding that, you know, some, some people are going to need different things from you and, and vice versa. And are your, Third and ninth houses. Well, I guess I I shouldn't look at interceptions because no, I don't like, know the rights. We don't, we don't we know, know the rights. Sure. Yeah. that, but yeah, I guess back to I think Lisa's well, advice on Earth. We do actually know the location. So regardless of the rising degree, mm-hmm. wouldn't the houses yeah, be intercepted? Well, unless she, unless FaceTime, unless she's like a twenty nine degree Libra, right? like I don't know a degree of that would change the. But it would still it would still be those houses. It might not still be those signs. Yeah, I it believe. Would be I believe something mm-hmm. too well, sus. I think that there also is this because that Libra North Node, Aries South Node. I think also mm-hmm. to me suggests this idea that it feels very either or. That it is like to to go with to consider other people might feel like a betrayal of self 
in this way that it is actually isn't it might it can be more situational again to me it's more like like i think what stevie said too where are we are we like being dishonest about how we actually feel are we just saying the opposite to say the opposite or are we not participating in something when we really want to it doesn't sound like that's what it is i think it's just that 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 internal struggle i think of going like am i asserting myself enough i think also this um taurus mars Mercury in the eighth house, which we already discussed that that your Mercury is retrograde, but I think that that Taurus Mars in the eighth also might feel like your actions go unnoticed or yourself that we need to kind of overcompensate a little bit because Mm -hmm. someone else is, you know, getting credit for your, the thing that you said, you know, you say something and they, someone else says it louder or like the, you do behind the scenes effort and you want to make sure you're being recognized kind of thing too, or making sure that your own individuality is standing out and you aren't just kind of blending into the crowd but I do think again that the like I think taking some pressure off again where it's like noticing how you're feeling so you can kind of self-regulate again I don't want to bring I brought too much of this energy last time I'm going to be mindful that that's like my instinct but I'm really going to try to kind of um temper that response but also feeling like it's not every like you're not betray- if you're if you're quieter one day you hang out people aren't going to forget that you are vocal and loud when you're having a good time or something like that. I think that it feels like a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. I think also we don't always have to analyze the way that we were somewhere. I mean, I know it's important to like reflect on the way mm-hmm. you treat people and stuff, but it's okay to like it, I I it seems to feel like it's a consistent thing for you where you're like why did I be that way or whatever. And I do think you have Libra, you have three Libra placements, you have two Gemini placements. I mean, you recognize duality and my computer's going to break, um, but you <laughs> you recognize the duality in the world and not everyone does. And so, like, I feel like to some extent, being the loud person when everyone's being quiet is like a recognition of like a sort of causal effectal cycle and like things that we it's reflective of every other part of life like light and dark you know night and day sleep and awake like there's so much back and forth and binary in our day-to-day lives that I think like giving people a chance to react to that isn't necessarily a bad thing it's just if it's something that you're focusing on and you it seems like you feel like maybe you're hard on yourself about it or it feels like you know you feel like inauthentic or something it's it's okay to just your authentic self can be challenging or or Mm -hmm. creating you know dichotomy and balance and things like obviously don't devil's advocate everything that comes up but hey it's okay to change the energy a little bit or you know Mm -hmm. it it makes you a part of the thing Mm -hmm. it's something you know what I mean well there's also to me this is also like uh I'm wanting to connect and make sure people know me see me and I think being aware of what is going on like being being the quiet for the loud person to kind of like play off of is also how you get to like engage with other people and I think that that is also something that you are like here to do as evidenced by this Libra North Node and Libra Rising and this Gemini Venus and uh, moon you know of of that like the partner the mirror um someone to bounce off with all of that kind of thing too and so I think that just being aware I think it's more awareness of how that might make you feel and being like this is something that I need to regulate not in my actual behavior but that I'm conscious of this and so it's something that I'm going to think about and kind of 
like Lisa said, I might overanalyze and be thinking about maybe too much in a way that makes me feel self-conscious, but I don't necessarily think that that's how people are reading your behavior or um, that that's like the effect that you're having on people. And it's not wrong inherently to care about being able to interact. Again, it's like you clearly care about the impact that you have on people or that wanting to connect. And I think that that's also like prioritize that feeling instead of whether or not you're being authentic. Because I think, again, this idea of like authentic to me means that you're like one thing all the time. And I think that that Taurus son would love for that to be true. And there is part of that. Again, when you when you say, you know, I visualize myself as this thing, I have such a strong, clear energy. And it's like, yeah, that's that's still there and present. But also we have all of these other moving parts that are also interacting and stuff too. We don't, nothing happens in a vacuum too. So I think that that doesn't mean inauthentic. It means everything else is working too. Yeah. Yeah. That I, I wonder if this is just groups also, like how are one-on-one friendships or how are smaller things? Cause I hear, I'm hearing the more mm-hmm. like the whole family or this party. And I, I think you know, social things can be weird. And I think the thing that I'm thinking of too, is like when you're saying like, oh, loud groups, I might get more quiet, but timid groups, I'm like loud one. And I, I just want to point out, cause the only squares where I feel like that's where we can get a lot of like, so what do I do? Information is the square from the nodes to your Jupiter and Capricorn in the fourth. So I do think that release of being the responsible one or the one that's setting the example, maybe it's if it's the other way, if you're feeling there's too much, you know, concentration and what like being loud, then it's like, well, I'm going to be reserved or oh, these people are too reserved. I'm now going to be loud. Um, I think it's you're not responsible for the party or like how everyone's feeling or like how it's going to go. So I think once I don't know, just an acknowledgement of like there's there's a lot of earth here and a lot of like responsibility that might be like tied in as well as the just general air sign socialness so just acknowledging that these two worlds exist definitely coexist in your chart but also like it's not your it's not your job to be what anyone needs no one's assigned you this role and I think the more we know it's not our job it's easier to release it if if that's something we want to release Mm -hmm. but I mean you sound great to be around (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you sound like you can hang you have like it sounds like you're surrounded by a lot of people too so I'm not very mm-hmm. surprised and I, I think I think Julia mentioned it too it's like yeah there's some people we have to be different around as well it'd be that's more common so I don't yeah when I see combat Gemini placements like no leave them alone <laughs> like yeah. let them let them play let them out to play and we can be we can be different yeah Okay. Interesting question. I like this question. Great question. Thank you so much. And thank you for being our patron. Thank you. And very relatable. I feel like a lot of people will re- hard relate. Well, let us know if you're one of the, which, which one are you? Adapt, yeah. Let us know if you relate and let adapt, us know. Adapt, reject, or you, what you see is what you get. I feel like yeah. maybe there's other ones too, but those, those seem to be the three that come to mind, but thank you so much. I'm going to stop sharing this chart. So yeah, watch on YouTube, see the charts and we'll get question two going okay question two um i don't know i don't think they gave us a name they didn't say either way but i'll just say again anonymous because it also feels very like anon please anonymous asks what transits are indicators that you'll move slash relocate or get a new job 
Is there something in my chart that explains why I'm so preoccupied with the future? And what grounding technique is best for my moon oh. sign? Oh, this is multiple. I didn't hey. realize there is two groundings. Hey, ground yeah. ground is the theme. Yeah, grounding. Hey, down. we're, we're grounding down. Touch Jupiter, grass. Yeah, I was like Jupiter Taurus. <laughs> Come on. Um, this person was born January 31st, year 2000 in Rochester, New York. Cool. Let me get their chart up in a second, but good. And yeah. Good cues. Okay, here we go. Una memento sharing screen. Share. Mm-hmm. Boom. Here we go. All right. Thank you for your question. In terms of your first question about transits, um, I would say, you know, textbooks wise, we're looking for transits to the fourth house, sixth house, tenth house. I immediately make it more complicated than it needs to be because I feel like we need to be more specific about like moving changing jobs because I feel like there's a lot of reasons that could cause a move or a job change so it's not as simple as you know when something transits my fourth house I'm gonna move or when I have a 10th house transit I'm gonna get a new job depends on the planet obviously um but you know something something textbook would be a Uranus transit through either of those a Mars transit through either of those again my brain goes like well do you want it to be you're getting a new job because you chose a new job or because you got fired from that job or because your job you know no longer exists or whatever again those are going to be different uh transits but I think that you know uh yeah Mm-hmm. I think the angles are going to be a value here. Mm-hmm. I also think Saturn is not to be uh, ignored in this conversation. Um, as far as aspects go, I would say conjunction squares and trines are going to be the ones. Um, and I think those are going to tell us maybe a little bit more about the why and the how these things happen. Are we getting shuffled out of a location into another? Are we getting, you know, is this something we want to do versus is it something that we have to do? Those kind of things. I think the aspects might tell us a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, I would bet that, you know, the reason I say all the angles is because I think um, with the, with the ascendant, I think, a new job can, and especially if you have to move for it, it can cause some sort of identity shift. And so I think that um, can really affect when it's transiting your ascendant. Um, the reason I say the angle on the other side, the descendant, is because I think the seventh house, the sixth house is routine. The seventh is like contracts. So I think sometimes when we're having to do, you know, signing paperwork for new jobs and all of those kind of things come up and negotiations. And again, depending on what kind of work you do, possibly, you know, someone that works in film and television, they might have three or four contracts per job versus if you're like signing a W-2 to be employed as a little bit different or something. So mm-hmm. uh, again, the type of job, the aspect and, and the flavor. Um, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ignore the moon either, even though it moves quickly. I just feel like because it's associated with the fourth, like cancer, you know, I feel like maybe that might give us clues. Um, Obviously the moon moves really quickly and it's going to transit things more often, but that might give us clues into how, you know, how we handle it, how we feel about it. I think Mm -hmm. eighth house too, not, not as common, but if we're talking about, again, depending on moving, is this like mergers yeah is this someone else's thing or is this real estate versus you know apartment is this also to me that is like other people's um 
money and things as well too which also to me um goes into potential work kind of territory too of other 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 things happening outside of ourselves um i also feel like the 10th house really does like people that have and i know because you have taurus here right now i know that you've been having it so i and don't worry because i have too but you've probably been dealing with job stuff if you have stuff transiting your 10th house like it just every time it happens to me I look and I'm like it is up there again like I like Mm -hmm. every time I look at someone's chart that is like I'm having work problems or I'm moving jobs or this or that there's always something going on up there so I really do feel like that's the the main guy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll bring another player into the chat I think second house transits I know we talked about eighth with maybe how you're getting money basically I mean look the whole Mm -hmm. chart's gonna paint a picture of different these are really big things moving and getting a new job like these are angular things like Lisa said that are starting really new chapters I mean second house with like how you support yourself and make money like it's I that's another when I talk to people and I I just like can't do what I've been doing this whole time. It's like, oh, you're having a lot of changes going through how you're showing up and supporting yourself. Um, all of these things are great, but like I think in a very like bare bones, you know, with home and work, is that fourth and tenth house access? And looking at the rulers of those fourth and tenth house accesses, if they're getting hit with major transits, or like, of course, for you, you I, we all know you've been having Uranus go through your your tenth house, looking at this Leo mm-hmm. rising chart with Saturn up near the mid heaven in Taurus. So I think even though like it might not be as literal as, oh, well, Uranus is going through my 10th house. I, you know, I need to change my whole, you know, stamp on the world or what I'm doing out here. I mean, it might be like in that work money sense, because sometimes we want to change it. Some It depends what the purpose is sort of like what Julia said, like, is it making more money or is it an identity thing? Or is it all of the mm-hmm. above? And I mean, you've been having the eclipses happening in your fourth and 10th house. So I don't know if moving and changing careers is on the mind or a move that's inspired by, you know, a career change or like seeing yourself somewhere different. You ask why you're, you know, um, future minded. Uh, I mean, you're Aquarian as fuck. Yeah. So like, it's like that is you are the future. Aqu- like, Aquarian and that Sag Moon, too. Sag, I know it's like pond baby is pondering or, or everything. And, and I think too, with the 11th house being ruled by Gemini brings it back to your Mercury and Aquarius. There is a lot of what will this all look like? And I mean, not that you, I don't know if you asked for this as advice, but with Saturn and Taurus, I mean, you're ways out from your Saturn return, but sometimes it's just doing it rather than thinking too much about it and like putting, putting pen to paper or just starting to build out you know, I think I kind of talked about it with the Rick Rubin book earlier. It's like, you just need to start making stuff sometimes. And then like the answers are gonna, the future might unfold a little bit more if we start it, if we start the process of going towards the future, than just thinking and looking at it. Yeah. To me, what just stood out when you were saying that is all, all of the above agree with everything said, all of this Aquarius, this Sag moon, uh, also this Jupiter and Aries up at the top here in the ninth mm-hmm. house. And that's Saturn and Taurus in the 10th, I think is also very future. There's a lot of stuff in here that is future oriented or um, longevity oriented building for the future in a bunch of different ways. Um, I think that this Venus in Capricorn wants that stability of knowing where you're going to be but also these Mm -hmm. kind of speedier quicker i'm always amazed at like the conception 
of time with Aries energy, which I think is very like, I don't want to say not short sighted, but I think it is does need to feel like we're always doing something forward moving does not like the idea of staying in the same place. Um, like not literally like where you're living, but in the in an energetics kind of way of kind of growing and progressing. And I think that Jupiter and Aries wants to know what like we, there's got to be more, more, more kind of down the pike. Um, but I think that this Capricorn Venus, Venus is also where we look for safety and stability and things to be nice and good, I think is maybe wanting a little bit more of a like this is an inference that I am making. This is not literally what you said in your uh, in your question, but the idea of like, well, when am I going to move or change a job? Because then I'll orient to those things as opposed to I'm feeling restless and I want to do it. I need to make a move. I think the second one is better operating instructions for your chart versus waiting to see when this lines up a little bit more because I think that you can create some more stability based on the decision that you make versus waiting to letting make a someone decision. else make yes. the choice. Yeah. Yes. I, I think that's always going to feel I, stuck. I also think that because you asked about grounding and for your moon sign, and I think we actually talked about this in the moon signs episode with Sag moons and um, you know, they, I, I use the word hopelessness, but you didn't use that word. Um, but this kind of feeling like, oh, everything is, this is all, this is all we have or whatever. And so I, I, this is not something I necessarily do to ground, but I do think it could be helpful to you is like sauna or steam room type, like, because Sag is just mm. like, so fire and so whatever and I do think it's like I used to like sit in my gym sauna which is disgusting and just tweet on my phone a lot but I wasn't I wouldn't I because I don't necessarily love the heat I wouldn't I would be on my phone to try to not feel it if that makes sense and I think if we're working on grounding it's being in there and really like oh a sweat bead is forming at, the, at my forehead oh um, now I'm starting to get covered in it oh it's I, I feel like I need to stretch a little bit that ki those kind of grounding things also I mean I kind of teased it at the beginning of the episode but reading I feel like is such a good healing and it is especially for me when I'm outside of my emotions, when I feel overwhelmed, I sit down with the book and I have to read the page over and over and over because I cannot focus on the book because I'm still thinking about the problem or the thing or whatever is upsetting me. But once I am able to get past and get into it, it feels so much better than having sat and been on TikTok or thought about that person I'm mad at for a half hour or complained about it to my husband or whatever the thing that I used to self-soothe um getting outside of it a little bit really helps me so and the, and that I think is another like sag thing like meditation reading etc there's mm -hmm. there's such a chapter about a two-page chapter about this in Rick Rubin's book about rereading like a page over and over anywho just sinistries at work also i have to point out this sinistry because none of this is driving me like bonkers but there's also this square to ju t this t square to jupiter from the nodes for this chart as well mm -hmm. so just it feels like i feel yeah. like are putting pressure on a planet there's some there's something to notice there and you you mentioned it of jupiter aries in the ninth it's like 
just like, I, there's so much power in sharing your ideas and, you know, being future-minded. It's like, are you waiting for someone to lead that future for you? Cause like, uh, like it might be, it, it very well might be you, especially you're being your solar ruled Leo rising with this Aquarius sun. I mean, this cluster with Mercury, Uranus, Neptune, and, and the South node just feels like, like, I want to know what you have to share and where you do see the future going. And then this is my last aside to just back to the fourth house. Cause I feel like it's come up for a lot of people in my life lately is, you know, they'll read like, Oh, I'm going to move. Cause I'm having this fourth house transit. And it's like, well, maybe, but also where, like, like, where are you? Like, this is about like you at home, whether no matter what the home is, it's about peace. It's about sanctuary. It's about roots. It's about family. It's about those things that are behind closed doors where the 10th house is very seen, whether we like it or not. And the fourth house is where you have to invite people in. So like, what is supporting your foundation right now? And does that need to change? And sometimes that is moving. Sometimes that is responsibilities, duties, closing up wounds, chapters, whatever it might Mm -hmm. be. So I think, I think it's just like, what can support you to even do the things you want to do is like, I think that's a big fourth house theme that sometimes can entail moving as well. Yeah. That was one of my Sag moon grounding things that I think supports your fourth house, um, info Mm -hmm. is, um, this is not so much a like literal grounding, even though I think that those are also great. I also wrote down like shaking, like getting active. I like the sauna too. I think that that's a really good, like applying some heat, but also just like, I don't know, shaking out your body, dancing, doing something where you're back and moving and kind of feeling that energy. Cause I think it is that like overwhelm of energy as opposed to that thing that, again, that feels like heavy and, and kind of hopeless. But I think also breaking down something that you need to do into like what needs to get done today and checking that off um, sort of thing. Because I think that we can get so caught up in in the big picture in the future. And that is like 50 steps away. And that, that feels really insurmountable. But if I go like, okay, what what literally needs to get done in front of my face right now? And then I think that that sometimes opens us back up to be imaginative and hopeful and excited about the future as opposed to feel like we're stuck and we don't have any like, yeah, anywhere to move. Again, Sagittarius energy wants that like clear target. And I think going like, what's in the way, what's in the way of your target right now, literally in front, like in front of you, do you have a clear path where you could like make a move? Um, Yeah. I also think um, not, not in a way that you get stuck at, but I think let yourself, um, like I wrote down, let yourself be dramatic. Um, mm-hmm. I think sometimes with that Sag energy, it wants to go as big as possible. And sometimes going like, truly going like, I'm never going to figure out anything. I'm the, I'm stuck here forever or whatever. Letting yourself do that often, at least in my experience, kind of makes yourself laugh. And then you go, well, that's, that's not true. Okay. I could do this thing. I could do this thing. But I think like letting yourself really revel in that kind of um, over the top, exuberance of the doom is also very Sagittarian to me. And so I think also like, don't rob yourself of that. Let yourself again, don't get stuck there. That's, don't let it be that, but like, hmm. go, have that's a good like time the most, it. 
I have no fire or sag in my chart and I'm like, I would never do that. <laughs> I would literally cancer moon. I would literally be like, I am doomed. I am like, <laughs> I've never even thought of that. That's so fun. The like drop the drama queen of it or whatever yeah. has like a performance. Yeah. Sometimes what is the worst fun. case scenario? Yeah. Are you yeah, like, there right now? Yeah. Write it down. I don't or think scream you are. It or sing it or whatever it is. But sometimes, sometimes I will do that and I'll be like, I'm the, I'm the worst person that's ever lived and I'll never do anything right again or something. And then you say it out loud and you're like, okay, that's a bit much. Mm -hmm. This is a little on the nose. If we saw this on TV, we'd be like, mm, that's bad writing. I mean, also, I mean, it's going to be the talk of the town soon. We're going to, you're going to have that Leo Venus retrograde mm -hmm. all up on your time, like oh, 130 mm -hmm. days almost or something. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that might be, Leo. Some, might be some, just a heads, just a heads yeah. up, like that's coming. And no, I love all this. Who, also, just a Sag Moon thing. Yeah. I know so many Sag Moons that are really good, um, in terms of grounding technique too. Like really good with like herbalisms. I feel like they all make their own perfumes and like sauces for the kitchen for the week. So maybe doing something that is, especially because you have all this Aquarian, something that's a little chemistry esque mm -hmm. of like if I take this and this, I can, you know, this will maybe this is the future. It's like this. You know, I make my own shampoo and this will last me for the month or I don't know, maybe if there is some things of like control and um, where to like channel that. I don't know. That could be I've just seen that work for some Sag Moon. So that might be and if, something. If you I figure do. out how teach me how to teach my husband that <laughs> he, can, <laughs> he can make shampoo and herb oils for me. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that Leo Venus, that's definitely I think the same kind of drama of the sag moon fear is also like um maybe coming like where where are these what's the fear of being the same of not moving forward of this being reality kind of thing because i think also when we're future when we're very future oriented it is still the same kind of idea of someone who is also past oriented or something to it is about being anywhere but right now in the present moment and i think it is like what i think that venus retrograde is a little bit of a slowdown and a like nope we're here right now so like how do we how do we make the right now moment also someplace that we'd like to be and mm -hmm. what's keeping us from feeling like the right now moment is just as good as where it's going to be in the future because i think that sometimes we want that like improvement but also that means that we still have to like we don't get to that big thing without living through the days that lead up to that, you know, big event or whatever. Mm -hmm. And just back to the future, back to the future, <laughs> the 11th house, which we think of as the future house, if you will, back to your Mercury and Aquarius, conjunct Uranus, sextiling that moon, back to the moon. They're, they like each other, you know, like they're, they're spot on when I see like it in the seventh house and the fifth house, which is so creative and with others maybe it is I don't know like do you have other people are there people doing things you want to do do you need to ask them about how they're doing it do you want to like make vision boards with your friends like I think when I hear like preoccupied with the future I'm like so you're not doing anything about it <laughs> like or so you're mm -hmm. not like preoccupied feels like distraction where I think thinking about the future but like integrating it in like magic or like the things that you're interested in like it's, I love, I'm 11th house person. I love thinking, I love the future. I love a plan on the books. Like, and maybe that's something you need to, to feel like motivation is like, 
oh, I have a weekend trip in September and it's all about getting to that week. Like I have to trick my brain like that or I get sad. So Mm -hmm. dealer's choice. It's different for everybody, but it's it's like not everyone thinks of the future at all. Yeah, Some people live in the damn past. Again, that's I think another thing the same with our our first question, too, is that it's like that's a feature of your chart, not something to be like you have are to we the toxic friends where of. we're like y'all are fine what's wrong <laughs> no, just no I think it's that I think it's that north south I think it's that t-square well, the Jupiter's node t-square where also it is, like yeah everyone yeah. is fine yeah yeah exactly. and totally. yeah that too writing to us that like you know like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I I started COVID like no I know. Like, well, I astrology thought... people are all like the best yeah. mindful kind people who are like look at everyone trying to better themselves it's yeah. why it's like it's wild. That's why when people shit on astrology, it's like, okay, you're telling me all I need to know and beyond just like that yes. you believe in it or not. It's like the consciousness of being a human in the world. And trying to live up to your highest potential and, and mm-hmm. you know, be, yeah, be a force for good in the world. And all of that is all admirable and a good undertaking. But yeah, I mean, you are, no one, no one needs to change. We're all, we're all <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, and these are strengths. Like I hear, I yeah. think that's the same for both questions. Is like I hear strengths of, you know, being around people and caring about like your effect in the world, and then also seeing the future and wanting to have these changes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope yeah, you know, we you want use your people powers for good. <laughs> we want people who are thinking about the future and, and imagining things that don't exist yet, and and wanting to build things that are better and that and that can improve our lives and all of those things. But I think that's a different thing than I feel overwhelmed at the prospect of, mm-hmm. <laughs> of what am I going to, where am life. I going? Yeah. What, how do I have kind of guarantees about what I'm doing? And that unfortunately is not something that's there. But again, I think keep thinking about, keep thinking about the future, but also just make sure it's not as a way to gloss over anything that you can be fixing the present or that you can be mm-hmm. present for yourself with. We're not like running away from our present self because mm-hmm. sorry, babe, that <laughs> that person comes with you at, at all points. Mm-hmm. They're in the future too. So, yeah. so be nice to them. <laughs> yep. Cool. Well, great. I mean, yeah. awesome questions. Great I'm thinking cheers. a lot about lots of stuff just from these questions in my own. I mean, it's a treat to answer them for y'all, but also like I'm, I got, a, I got so much out of these two questions today. I think they're very lovely. Yes. Absolutely. So Thank you, you so want much to again. Yeah. A good ass question and it better be good. Join our Patreon. You'll get access to our Discord, the ability to submit questions to be answered on the episode. Also shout out to the first question you mentioned, reviews where they said nice things about us. Please write us a nice five-star review. It helps people find us. And also, um, if you really want to get your question answered, the questions carry over each mm-hmm. time. So mm-hmm. It is a greater chance that there's going to be more questions to pick from the longer you wait. Not to pressure you, yeah, but I am in. pressuring you, my marketing person. Mm-hmm. Get, them, get them in, baby. Um, and it's been great to look at your charts. So yeah, thanks for joining us, Ramana. Thank you. Thank you so much to our questioners, to our <laughs> listeners. Thank you all. We love you all. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to What's Your Sign. Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, 
Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love this podcast, please support us. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast. The link to support us is in the show notes. Follow us on Instagram at what's your sign podcast on Twitter at what's YR sign underscore pod and TikTok at what's your sign podcast for business opportunities, advertising or commission readings. Email us. What's your sign podcast at gmail.com. WIS is produced by Julia Logan, Stevie Anderson and Lisa Chanu. Artwork by Alexa Vicious and theme song by Honor Nezzo.